Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Today is Trinity Sunday, which means, of course, that today is the day when you expect me, the preacher, to clearly and eloquently explain to you what the Trinity is, how it works, and what it means. But I've been going to church for a while, and I've heard a lot of sermons on Trinity Sunday. I've seen how this goes, and I know that this exercise is a trap, (laughs) and I'm not falling for it. So if you want clear, eloquent, and perfectly correct explanations of the Trinity, you got stuck with the wrong preacher this morning. On the other hand, as a priest I once served with would say, the doctrine of the Trinity is important because God is important. Don't squander an opportunity to talk about God. So no, I will not give you a clear, eloquent, and perfectly correct explanation of the Trinity this morning, because no one can. Nor will I guide you through the whole litany of views on the Trinity, because we can save that lecture for another day. But I will talk about the Trinity For what we absolutely know it to be. A holy mystery. That's what the Holy Trinity is. The mysterious nature of God. One God with one substance in three distinct co-equal persons. A God whose nature is defined by these distinct persona but in perfect relationship And total unity. A mystery. And yet a mystery so important. That it spurred fierce debate and division in the early days of the church. Because it was seen as so fundamental to our understanding of who God is and what God has done. A mystery accepted and debated by the early councils of the church. And that led to concrete statements of faith. And the apostles the Nicene and Athanasian creeds, a mystery that was at the source of the early schism between Eastern and Western Christianity. And yet, even still, it remains a holy mystery. How then can we really accept this mystery If it's a reality, we can't ever fully explain or understand. How can we affirm it if it is a reality with little explicit mention in Scripture? How can we really believe it despite centuries of questions and doubt and perhaps questions and doubts of your own? To put it simply... We continue to affirm the doctrine of the holy and undivided Trinity, not because 
we fully understand it. We affirm it because it comes out of and has come out of our lived human experiences of God. It is born out of our experience of God's self-revelation to us over history as seen in Scripture, throughout Scripture, of the testaments of relationship with God the Father beginning in creation and going forward, of the testaments of God the Son through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection and ascension, of the testaments of the Holy Spirit, as we celebrated last week, especially with the gift of Holy, the Holy Spirit in Pentecost, and as it has been born out of our continued prayerful reflection on these things together as a church over time. It's a doctrine that arose out of humanity's relationship with God. And as we see in our readings today, the Trinity did not arise in a vacuum but it came directly from our experience about what God has done and is doing, about who God has made us to be, and about the work that God has given us to do. It starts all the way back on page one of the Bible, which just so happens to be our first reading this morning. That first part of the story of creation. In these verses, we see in them the fullness of God's nature and characteristics and powers in creation. The wind that swept over the face of the deep and the presence of God's spoken word in the very acts of creations. And God said features of God that we have come to attribute to these various persons of the Trinity But not only do we see the fullness of God's nature at work in these opening words of the Bible, we also learn something of our own nature. That we are made in the image and likeness of God. And then in our gospel today, we hear that clear and succinct charge from Jesus known as the Great Commission. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. For as wonderfully mysterious as God will always be to us in this life, that holy mystery gives us some important clarity as to who we are and who we are called to be. With our rich diversity and characteristics, regardless of age or race or sex or orientation, we know that each of us is made wonderfully in the image and likeness of God's diversity. That even as we fall short of perfection, and we do, we are called still to be in loving relationship with one another. A reflection of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that are in perfect relationship and unity one to another, 
however mysterious that may be. And with that wonderful diversity, together we have been charged by Jesus to join in God's ongoing work in the world. To go, to share the good news by word and deed with those whom we encounter, making disciples of all peoples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the name of the Trinity, just as we did with our four baptisms last week between here and downtown, and then teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded us and taught us, beginning and ending with loving God and loving our neighbors as ourselves. It is in doing these things that we realize the image and likeness of God who made us and follow the commission that Jesus has left for us. So wherever you are in your relationship with God today, our wonderful, mysterious, triune God, wherever you are with God, with your beliefs and with your doubts, go, Jesus says, carry out the work that God is calling us to do with our own diversity of gifts and characteristics in our own lives and together as a church. And in all of these things, remember, trust, and know that Jesus, along with the Father and the Holy Spirit, the full amazing mystery of God, is with us always to the end of the age.